with you, if I can find it. <laughs> um, so many messages. All right. Okay, so when we were in North Carolina, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, but when we were in North Carolina, I was studying at a, a coffee shop, and um, I was sitting there studying and writing my message and things like that, and all of a sudden, I don't know if you've had visions or visitations from the Lord. I'm not sure, you know, where you're at with that, but um, Jesus walked in to the coffee shop. Now, I'm not, I'm, I didn't see him. I have seen him in the past, but I, I didn't see him at that moment. I just knew by word of knowledge that he walked in and came, sat across. It was a little table like this, sat across from me. And I just closed my eyes and I knew he was there. And uh, I was like, what are you doing? You know, not that I didn't want him there, but I'm like, what, what, are, you, what are you doing in Starbucks? <laughs> and he says to me, he gets right down to business. He says, do you want to know? what I call a successful church because we were uh, pastors at a very small startup church there and uh, he says do you want to know what I call a successful church and I was like yeah and he said get your pen ready and I wrote it down and I mean I didn't I didn't go back to find my journal that I wrote it down in because it was really it was a scripture but I just I wrote down the bullet points here and then I'll share you the scripture. He said, a successful church is one that preaches the word. So I wrote that down. One that fellowships with one another. So I wrote that down. One that breaks bread and shares meals together, including not just the communion, but including communion. So you're, you're fellowshipping, you're having meals together. And prayer last but not least. Some churches have a lot of fellowship, a lot of um, getting together and a lot of, you know, um, big feasts and meals and, and things like that. I, I see different ones on the internet. Um, they have these grand feasts and, and I'm like, man, I wish we could do that, you know. We're having something on Sunday and you're all supposed to bring something to pass, by the way. <laughs> um, and then some have just great speakers, great preachers of the word. I mean, really good, but then they lack in, you know, there's ones that lack in the fellowship, but they got the great word. And, and you know, but they're all needed. Not just the word, not just the fellowship, because some are kind of leaning towards just that, the fellowship and the entertainment and that and not just the food <laughs> the donuts or whatever which we need to provide that too but and communion but also prayer and I'm not I don't believe he's talking about just the opening up of a service or even a prayer line or even praying in agreement with those in need randomly as they come to you. I think what he's talking about is something regular like what we're doing here. Something that he can continually count on for the prayers of the righteous to go forth so that he can work on behalf of the church, the city, the nation, 
not just our family and friends, but also you know, the Lord will bring that to, to you while you're in this prayer time. But I wanted to show you how important what you're doing here on Wednesday night is. It's passion for his presence and it's passion to accomplish his will on earth as it is in heaven. Yes, he has a will, he has a desire, but it's not an automatic. We have to pray, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. We have to get into his presence and then we have to be able to hear the voice of God and see what he's showing us to pray for. The Lord showed me a couple things for a couple people in here and gave me some words for people. And those are things that he showed me that he wants to do. But he'll also show you someone who's not here to pray for. Or he'll show you something to pray for about the church or, or about breakthrough for your finances or whatever. But if you're not in the presence of God and purposing as a church to pray, how much are we missing? How much of his will on earth as it is in heaven is not accomplished because we're not praying it to pass? And so that's why he calls the house of God a house of prayer. And how many houses are out there that actually don't even pray? And I'm not going to come against any church because I don't know their schedules or whatever, but it's very important to the Lord. I mean, he was pretty confident when he said it to me. He said, and prayer. Communication with God, that's why we live yeah, we're worshiping him and we're hearing the word and we're getting encouraged for ourselves, building ourselves up. But we're here on Wednesdays to passionate pursue God and his purpose. And his purpose is to touch the hearts and lives of not just us, <laughs> about any person he wants to lead and guide here, any person you know that's in your family or in your world that he wants to reach through you, you know, and so Acts 2.42 says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, which is the word of God, to fellowship, and to the sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. Isn't that funny? Anytime the Holy Spirit speaks to you, or Jesus, it's going to be the word. He is the word. <laughs> And that's really just a sign that, it, you know, it's the right spirit. But yeah, Jesus sat across from me and he said, do you want to know what a successful, what I call a successful church? If we are coming together, obviously, to worship him, we're preaching you the word, we're fellowshipping with one another. And I mean, it's important to have outings that have really nothing to do with spiritual things, just strictly because you're fellowshipping with other believers. You're connecting, you're getting built up and strengthened and just having fun because it's important to have fun in this life. Um, like that ladies' night, it had nothing to do with spiritual things. It was fun. We exchanged gifts. We watched a girly movie. <laughs> it's just fellowship, but it's part of the word. <laughs> Breaking of bread, we did that too. Some cookies. <laughs> and prayer. So these are the things that God wants going on in the church. And so that's what we purpose to do is making sure we're, this is the Lord's checkoff list. I'm a very to-do kind of person. I like making lists. I think you've heard that about me before. And I have this ongoing, you should see my notes in my phone. There's at least 50 lists going on and categories for each list and whatever. 
but I love it. I make the list and I check them off and I feel good. <laughs> but God has a list for the church. And he calls his house a house of prayer, which is one of his main things because there's a number of scriptures on it. And he says that all believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, yes, check. To the fellowship, check. To the sharing of meals, check, this Sunday. And to prayer, check. Not just because we're checking off a list, but because we're passionately pursuing his presence and his purpose here on earth to pray his will on earth as it is in heaven. So if we want and desire all the things that he said over this church and over this region and over this time and season, we desire the outpouring of the Spirit of God. We desire God to um, bring revival in the hearts and lives of our family members, of our co-workers, and people that he's bringing across our mind as we're praying. Then we're going to have to pray. We're going to have to have a time, and Wednesdays is better than any other time, <laughs> to come together and just devote this time to prayer and to intercession and to passionately pursuing God to where there's no distraction so he can speak to you. If we were, I mean, not that he couldn't speak to you if you were out Christmas shopping, because I know that's what you guys are thinking about right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's really a lot easier when you set aside time to spend with the Lord to hear from him. Like today, you know, I have a lot of things in my to-do list, but today I set aside time because there is um, a Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday service. <laughs> set aside time for the Lord but when I'm in that time period he has this to-do list and he just he just kind of just unloaded on me today and just let me have it all and I'm so thankful <laughs> um, just bless me with just impartation of what he has for these services and this just was on his heart he reminded me of what he spoke and that this is important to him this house being called a house of prayer and us continuing um, to pray and keeping this one of the priorities of this church because we're accomplishing his will on earth as it is in heaven. We're paving streets. We're paving freeways for God to get his will done on this earth, in our lives, our families' lives. Um, some things came up in my time of prayer as we were worshiping. That's why I kind of led you guys to, to get into prayer because um, God was speaking to me, showing me people and showing me things that I wasn't expecting to pray for. But it's because we're in this time where he wants this house to be a house of prayer where you can get some things done. And if we're knowing that that's why we're coming, then we become open and an avenue to be a vessel, to be used by God. And, you know, really, when God shows you things, that's really a word of knowledge. Him showing you things to come, revealing the heart of the Father of what he wants you to pray for. So that's one of the gifts of the Spirit that starts operating in you, if he's showing you something. Just in case you didn't know. So if we want to be a success and, and things to get accomplished here on earth, and we want to be a successful in the eyes of the Lord, then we need to not just focus on the word and not just focus on the fellowship and not just focus on the communion. I mean, a lot of people are just super regular in that and, and, and it's totally fine. That's how they feel. They do it every day. But that 
there's just a balance of what God wants accomplished within a church. Some people can do that on your own. If you feel that that's a conviction of your heart that you should be doing um, communion every day, then feel free. I know people who do it. But as a church, I just kind of do it as I'm led by the Spirit of God. And, you know, yeah, we'll do it on Christmas and Easter for sure. But throughout the the coming months, it's just kind of as I'm led by the Spirit of God. But I believe that God's leading us to have this balance of what a church, a successful church is in his eyes. And that's why we keep Wednesday nights as a priority because God sees it as a priority. Mark eleven seventeen says, and he began to teach them. He says, is it not written, my house shall be called a house of prayer? So he's teaching his disciples that when you're in church, when you're in a community of believers to come and worship God, that it's actually a house of prayer. Things need to be accomplished in the spirit. You're not just coming to fellowship, which is good. You're not just coming to break bread, which is good. But you're coming to get into the word and to pray. And to accomplish his will on earth as it is in heaven. And not just pray about your needs, but about the needs of the church, the needs of the pastors, the needs of the people, the needs of, you know, whatever he shows you. It's one of the most important things to Jesus on his to-do list that we would continue um, to do it in order for us to be a successful church in the eyes of the Lord. And so that's why this um, Wednesday nights are so important to, to us and to the Lord. Isaiah 56, 7 says, I will welcome them into my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. I will accept every sacrifice and offering that they place on my altar. For the house of worship, which is this, will be known as a house of prayer. So yes, we're a house of worship. We're here to worship God. We're here to learn and grow spiritually and hear the word of God. We're here to fellowship with believers. We're here to share meals with them because that's when you fellowship, you're usually sharing a meal. <laughs> um, we're here to pray. Let your kingdom come, Lord. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We see his will is to heal people. And if he brings someone across your path to pray for, for healing and for their deliverance, then pray for them. We see his will is to provide and supply all of our needs. If we know a need of somebody, pray for them. Or if God wants you to move and bless them, then bless them. But be an avenue where God can accomplish his will on earth as it is in heaven. You're an avenue. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, the word of God talks about praying without ceasing. So that would mean we're going from this place and we're going to just continue this lifestyle. But it's just so important that this is concerning the house of God, that this is a house of prayer. And um, I just... I want to share this because sometimes I may have a message and sometimes I may not, and it doesn't matter. I mean, it matters if God has a message for me to share, but it's just as important if we just pray and worship because this is a house of prayer. It's God's will getting accomplished on earth as it is in heaven. And I feel motivated and excited because just during my worship, all of a sudden God starts showing me faces and I was praying and interceding for people and 
because that's his will. He wanted these certain people prayed for. He wanted certain things accomplished in the spirit. And unless we pray, it won't be accomplished. Amen. So we need to continually, as we come together on Wednesdays and throughout our weeks, continually and persistently pray till we see the manifestations of his promise. Like we learned Sunday, his promises are yes and amen. Whatever he says in his word and we can claim it, it's yes and amen. And he'll watch over it and perform it. So until the point where we see the manifestation, continue praying for it. Continue thanking God for that manifestation. Continue thanking God for the salvation of that loved one or the freedom of that loved one or the provision for that desire of your heart or for the outpouring of the Spirit of God and the multiplication of this church. Continue praying until you see the manifestation. Because what you're doing is you're paving, you're paving. Do you ever notice that during construction time, which is like many, many months in Wisconsin, I just still see people out there fixing roads, which is ridiculous and freezing cold. But it's not just done in a one-time shot, right? You see them for months. Months working on that street, one day at a time, paving a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And did you notice sometimes that they even uproot and get rid of the old? Your prayer uproots. Your prayer sets free. Your prayer paves new roads for God to accomplish his will on earth. And so what's exciting is that by the Holy Spirit, sometimes we know what we're praying for. And then he'll give us the utterance to pray it out in English or pray it out in in our prayer language. So when he brings someone across your your mind, your mind's eye, your spiritual eyes to pray for, you're paving a road for them to get God's blessing, God's answer over to them. That's exciting. Because if he's showing you something, then he's going to get it accomplished. He's going to watch over it to perform it. He says that if we ask him, we shall receive and our joy will be full. When we get to watch that thing come into full manifestation, we're going to be like, yes, I prayed for that. Thank you, Jesus, for that answer. Amen. I love this. I read this in a book this week. Remember, God's promises are yes and amen. But in the word of God, there was a certain man, I think it's Jacob, um, who wrestled with God. And um, until he pinned him, (laughs) just keep in prayer kind of like persistently wrestle with God in prayer until you pin them and get your blessing until you get what you're asking for it's already in line you know I believe that you're praying in line with his will because you're going to pray according to his promises whether it's healing deliverance salvation an answer um, manifestation of prophecy what he spoke over you your family or the church or whatever so wrestle with God persist in that prayer until you pin him (laughs) until you he allows you to receive that blessing and receive that manifestation be so persistent and don't let up like the man who was knocking on the door at midnight begging for bread it was because he was relentless in his persistence to have bread for his visitors that the man let him in and gave him the bread even though his family was asleep and he was interrupting everything 
God wants that. He wants to see our persistence and our desire to see his will on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. It's the persistent, prevailing prayer of a righteous person that produces powerful results for the kingdom of heaven. If we pray and we think it's like a one-shot thing, then, you know, we're going to tear up the road and then we're going to be driving on some rough terrain. We pray one time. We got to pray till it's fully accomplished. If God showed you something, keep going until that road is paved and that thing is delivered to that person. You understand? If God shows you to pray for somebody, keep building that road of prayer, that freeway, until it's accomplished in their life. Do not give up, but persist. James 5.16 is where it says the persistent, another version says the prevailing prayer of a righteous man produces powerful results. Ephesians 6.18 says, pray the spirit at all times on every occasion. So you can always be getting something done in the spirit. He says, stay alert. I think it's be aware that God can be speaking to you at any given moment to pray about something. And be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. So the reason he wants us to continually pray in the spirit at all times is because you could be driving the kids to school or you could be heading to work or you could be taking a shower or you could be heading on to bed. And if you continually pray in the spirit, you're always walking in the spirit. You're always in tune to see and to hear what it is the Spirit is saying or who He's telling you to pray for. That's why He says, and then be persistent for all believers everywhere because at any given moment, He might tell you to pray for somebody. So if you're praying in the Spirit at all times, you're open to hearing from Him about praying for somebody. You understand? So God wants his house to continue to be a house of prayer because it matters. Because it affects things down here on earth. His will gets done on earth as it is in heaven because we're praying it out. Amen. We're praying heaven down on earth. We're praying for the manifestation and answers of heaven on earth. So we need to just keep on going. Not be discouraged if we don't see it happen right away. Remember, you're building a road. You're paving a road, and sometimes that takes months. But it's okay. I love the final product. I don't know if you guys live anywhere near Layton, but Layton and 27th is just was awful for, like, since I moved into my house. I'm like, great. This is really great. The traffic is horrible. Every single morning bringing the kids into school. But guess what? Six months later, it's done. <laughs> and it is a great, smooth road to drive on. And there's no traffic. And it's just, the answer has come. <laughs> it's going to come. God will watch over his word to perform it. He is not a liar. He says his promises are yes and amen. But pray and pave that road until it's fully complete. Don't stop in the middle of construction. I hate that when they do that. Leave it all winter long. Stop and then just don't finish the job. 
keep the job moving until you see the final product. And this is just an encouragement to you. We're going to keep on going. And God might direct our prayers in a different pattern each time. And sometimes it might um, turn into a little more praise because we're thanking him for what he's already done in the spirit and it's accomplished by the spirit of God. Or we might start interceding and, and, and groaning because God's, um, you know, we're just interceding for people. He said sometimes we'll groan and we'll be, una- you know, unaware of what we're saying. One time when I was young, I was in the car with my mom, I think, and I remember vividly, I started just to bawl and to weep. And I was having a vision, I don't know if you remember this, but I was having a vision of her entire family around a dinner table, the entire family. And I I was interceding for them. I was just crying and I was seeing them. And I was interceding for them for their salvation, every one of them. I was interceding. Do you know that he looks for a man to stand in the gap? And that was just exactly like Ephesians 6.18. Praying all times on every occasion and interceding for all believers everywhere. We're interceding that they become believers. (laughs) God needs your prayers. Don't give up. The word of God says in Galatians 6, 9, you will reap if you don't faint. So let's not faint. Let's not give up. I want to see the full manifestation of the outpouring of the spirit of God that he has spoken to us here. I want to see the fulfillment of every word of the multiplication that he has for this place. And it's because of the presence and power of God coming down in this place. That's why people are going to be drawn not because of a great speech, not because of some donuts, not because of a great video and promotion put out there. It's going to be because the Spirit of God is moving and people are hungry. And how's that going to happen? You praying, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The prevailing, persistent, not giving up prayer of a righteous person produces powerful results. And as you intercede for those loved ones, those neighbors, those friends, maybe those are the very people that he's going to draw in here. (laughs) We don't know. But he does, and he needs your prayers. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you for that encouragement. We thank you, Lord, that our prayers are so important to you. Lord, we pray, let your kingdom come not just the reciting of that scripture father but it's the being so in the spirit and you revealing your plan and purpose you revealing what you desire what your will is so that we can pray it to pass lord let your kingdom come let your will as you reveal it to us let your will be done and accomplished as we pray it out father lord I pray that we would continue to walk in the Spirit throughout our days so that we're perceptive and open to hear what your Spirit is saying and see what your Spirit is showing us so that we do continue to pray for all believers everywhere. That we wouldn't be so self-involved in what we're going through, but Lord, that you could use us to minister to those by the spirit of God whether in in person or by the spirit Lord of what others are going through. Father, I just thank you, Father, for 
using us, Lord. Stir up the gifts of God within each one of us. Fill us all, Lord, afresh tonight with your spirit and inspire us, encourage us throughout this week to pray in the spirit and to get into your presence and to be open to praying your will at any given occasion. Father, I just thank you, praise you, Lord. Give you all glory and praise. Thank you, Father. We just call this house, Lord, for your glory, a house of prayer where your kingdom is coming where your will is done we call this house and dedicate it to you as a house of prayer in Jesus name I'm going to go ahead and take up our Wednesday night tithe